everybody. Welcome back to Afros and Combos. Hey, it's Kika. Hey, it's Camille. Hey, it's Drea. And Cookie. As always, like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at Afros and Combos on IG. Email us at Afros and Combos at gmail.com. Check out the website at afrosandcombos.com. How is everybody doing? Child. You know? I had a I had a two day work week and I am doing excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good news. That's great, Dre. I'm happy for you. I got my second dose of my vaccine and I'm anticipating the little hit that's coming. I'm already getting sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just tired. Yeah. Well, you know, as as we all are, it's been a rough week for me too. Um well, that's all past us now because it is time for trending combos. All right. Well, um, I don't think we can have a trending combos without talking about what everybody's talking about. So let's <laughs> go ahead and jump on in. I actually don't want to start it. Who wants to talk about what everybody's talking about? Oh, wow. That's shocking. You're just going to. It's certain stuff that you just got me like, oh, I know I ain't got to be like, bring that to the table. And it's one of them right here. I can't speak on it. I literally didn't watch no part of that trial. Wow, you didn't watch none of it? I mean, I saw clips on Instagram and I heard y'all talking about it, but I don't know what was going on with that thing. Wow. I avoided it like the plague. Well, um, did anybody else want to talk about it or no? No, you know, I don't. Uh, well, um, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about the trial. I want to talk about my reaction. Well, like yeah, that's covered. Yeah, we gonna get there. Um, so as as everybody knows, and we've talked about it on the show, um, we had Derek Chauvin was on trial for the murder of George Floyd. Um, the moment that sparked all of the protests last summer and, you know, erupted uh, what they call a social change and a social reckoning in America, you know, that that's what they say is supposed to happen, but we'll see. Um, so that happened, um, and the case wrapped up, and the decision went to the jury. The jury came back with a verdict. The verdict, uh, well, let's start first. The jury deliberated for approximately 11 hours total, okay? Mm-hmm. Over the course of two days, they deliberated for 11 hours Um, And they came back with a verdict. They had zero questions. They asked to see zero uh, evidence in addition or, you know, further than what they brought into the jury room. And uh, they they asked no questions. And in 11 hours, they rendered a verdict and the verdict came out. He was charged with um, he had three charges pending against him. It was uh, second degree. I don't even remember what they were, but. Three murder charges, essentially. Um, And he got convicted of all three of them. Um, And, you know, the prosecution also had his bail, asked uh, the judge to revoke his bail. His bail was revoked. And he was remanded to prison to await sentencing, which will occur in approximately eight weeks from now. And uh, he was let off in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And you know, spent the following day in jail, and he's been in jail since. So, uh, what was y'all's? Go ahead. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. 
So I was confused by the charges because I thought it was like so. So it was like wasn't it like second degree murder, third degree murder, and like manslaughter or something? Second degree murder, manslaughter, reckless endangerment. It was something like that. But my understanding now again. I'm not a member of the bar. I'm a member of the I've seen every episode of Law and Order <laughs> Association. So I thought that if you get convicted on like the more severe charge than like the lesser included charges, you don't they're like they're they would be included in the verdict for the higher charge or whatever. I don't know no technical terminology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I so why did they have to return a verdict on all three? Like I thought once he was convicted of second degree, it's like well, the other two don't really matter because they lesser included charges. Yeah, and honestly, I as a member of the bar, I was confused by that as well. Um, so I I'm not 100 percent sure. Different states might have different, you know, um, ways of the the procedure happening. I didn't look deeper into this, but I I was taken aback by that too. Um, because generally, as you're speaking, they start with the highest charge, I believe, generally when they start reading verdicts. And then mm-hmm. the verdict comes out on the higher charge. And if the lower charges are... Um, and especially because this one was read by a judge and not read yeah. by the jury. So you would think yeah. that if that is how the process works, there would be no need to read the further um, charges. But I, I'm not sure um, what that is. But um, essentially... Basically, because he was convicted on all of those, the judge will sentence him on all of those, but he will probably render the sentences to run concurrently, which means that, you know, he would serve the amount of time for the biggest charge and that amount of time served will satisfy the lesser charges. So oh, it's not in combination, right? It's not, it's not consecutive. Generally speaking, they can do it consecutively. Right. But generally what happens is that they, the sentences will run concurrently. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. He's going to get sentenced for whatever the biggest charge was, which was that second degree murder charge. I think that's going to be the sentence that carries the biggest amount of years. And he's going to serve that amount of time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So my so my little you know fake TV degree is still serving me well. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> you good. You good. Because I was there. And I mean, I don't. I'm not a criminal attorney, so I don't fully know. And I also don't practice in Minnesota, so I don't know um, why that was the case. But I I expected it to be just like what you said. But okay, so cool. what was your question? So what was y'all my I was gonna ask, what was y'all's reaction to the to the verdict? Well, like I said, I didn't watch the trial, so I had no like emotional roller coaster of being able to gauge how well or not well it was going. But I definitely was nervous about um him being convicted. I thought he would get convicted of, you know, something, but um, I wasn't expecting all three of those to be rendered guilty, but there was a part of me that was very nervous that, you know, something wasn't going to go well. Um, when I actually found out that he got convicted of all three, I actually was just kind of, I think I was stunned. Like, I didn't really have any reaction at first. Like, I was, like, walking around the office I was just kind of like, I don't really know what to make of this. Um, it wasn't until like I was heading home and then like later that evening I was, you know, at a park. 
um, that I got emotional and I cried because one, I thought about my brother and I think about him regularly in situations like this and the implications of situations like this on him. And then I thought about the fact that this is basic level stuff. Like there shouldn't be nervousness or excitement about a system doing what it should be doing. The fact that I had to hold my breath, the fact that I had to, you know, see so many people that I know personally and people around, you know, the country rejoicing um, because a man who killed another man on camera got convicted of that was just baffling to me. Um, And I think I still haven't really reconciled that piece that we always have to kind of hold on hope because there's a possibility that a cop who kills a black person or a person in general could get away with it. Like that just, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm, I'm in a weird space concerning it. I would say my reaction was um, kind of similar. Like um, the notification came off on, um, and then it came on my husband's phone too. Like I was in the middle of typing email. He's like, oh my God, the verdict's about to happen. <laughs> and so we, we, and we literally both held our breath as they, they, um, you know, they, they read what he was guilty. And with each guilty, like plea, I literally started crying. Uh, part of it is I'm hormonal. Um, the other part <laughs> is that I, I'm about to have a son. I'm about to have a black son. Is this breaking this- news? <laughs> well, no, we posted on our page. Is this breaking podcast, dude? <laughs> is this breaking podcast? Dude? But yes, I'm about to have a black son, and I, he he won't be cute for to society for a long time. And it's just like, when will he transition from being oh look you know to now you're a threat, now you're a terrorist, or oh not a terrorist, baby. But you're you're a threat to our society. You're a danger, and I literally was just weeping because, wow, justice. Well, not y'all don't people been saying different things. A form of justice was served in this courtroom today, and I was not expecting it. And even when it was done, and they took that man off in handcuffs, he was just as shocked as as I was. Like he was, like Kev on stage did a little comedy skit of like, but I'm white. Like, but, and that's literally what his face looked like, was just like, really? After all this? Even though the defense, the uh, defense was real bad. Even though I did all of this, I'm still going to jail. I'm a police officer and I'm, I'm convicted. I'm guilty. So yeah, I actually started crying and I cried a little while too. Wow. Okay. Um, so as I watched the verdict, I was very reminiscent of watching the Trayvon Martin verdict, um, mm-hmm. George Zimmerman, because, I mean, honestly, was that like the last verdict there's been? And nobody else even got indicted that I can think of. So oh, I think the Am- Amber Geiger, the white woman who killed uh, Botham. Botham John mm-hmm. in um, Dallas, Texas. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch that. <clears throat> so yeah, the last one I watched was like George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. So there was this anticipation. Then it's like, okay, it's red. He's guilty. I expected to feel 
relief. I expected to feel justified. I expected to feel validated in a certain way. I expected to feel joyous to a certain extent. I expected to feel all those things, but I didn't. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then I was just, immediately, I was just like, but this is, I mean, he was literally caught, the whole thing was caught on camera. And if that had not happened 100%, this would not have turned out this way. And And then part of me was like, this is the situation that put the whole country and even other parts of the world up in arms, taken to the streets, marching and protesting. So then I was just like, so did it take for white people to get mad and start marching in the streets to get a Absolutely. <laughs> then yep. I felt some type of way about that. And then I was just like, honestly, this isn't going to stop the next black person from getting killed. So no. I don't even really know. I, I just was like, I just don't really even have space to rejoice in this, honestly. Mm. That was like, yeah, and still feel, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I've just been in the space of just wrestling through why I feel like that and what that means. Am I just so jaded and cynical, or I don't know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I would say I I leaned more towards what Drea just said. Her sentiments. Of course, you did. Yeah. I- <laughs> Unite. <laughs> I will say, um, I was not shocked though by the the verdict. One, I did think that something was going to happen during this trial, but I thought, as I said, that a mistrial was probably going to happen. I didn't know what form it was going to take, whether or not it was like the prosecution said. Because one time they had like a witness say something that an expert should have been saying like an expert in the field of whatever it was that he was speaking on. I think it was like force or excessive force or something like that should have been saying. And he made a comment as if he was an expert and he was not certified as an expert. And I was like, mm, there we go. That, that's what's about to happen. But I think instead of that, because they did have reasonable force experts, it just became cumulative. Like just because like this wasn't an error that caused a, you to have, um, you know, it it wasn't a prejudicial error, basically. Like, we can continue on. Just because this guy said something he probably shouldn't have said, there are other people that rendered the same testimony. Um, So I was like, okay, we good. So once it made it to the jury, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Because honestly, the prosecution pretty much won during jury selection. Like, the selection of the jury and the makeup of the jury highly, highly favored the prosecution based only on stats of what we saw because obviously we don't know who the jurors are. But once they made it to the jury, I was like, I was pretty confident that he was going to get convicted. Um, And then once they came back within 11 hours and hadn't asked nobody nothing for no extra nothing, they asked nobody nothing. I said, oh, it's a wrap. Buddy is gone. Like, it's a wrap. Um, I will say, though, I was shocked that they handcuffed him, though, and took him out. Like, and I feel like that was um, a product of the fact that the cameras were in the courtroom, that, you know, the the gravity of this moment, 
and the recognition of the court and all of that on this individual, like a handcuffing him was very important. Um, and so, um, yeah, like all of that was, was, yeah, was crazy. I, I will say, I know my husband, he didn't get emotional. Like he was, he wasn't like crying or anything like visibly, but I will say he was quite, uh, touchy and affectionate (laughs) after the verdict got read. Like he wanted a hug every five minutes and like literally like these long, just passionate, like, let's just stand here and hold each other hugs. So I'm like, are you like, you feeling victorious or like what's going on? Like, are you good? So we did have that little moment, but I will say I am still pretty much like, okay, cool. This happened, whatever. But like one George Floyd is still gone um yeah he's not here um his family is still suffering the loss and is still going to deal with the loss his daughter is still going to deal with the loss of her father all of these things and again as drea said just just like the fact that george floyd is still gone although there was some accountability for his death it's not necessarily going to stop the next one from being killed and even if the next one that gets killed has some form of justice, they still are dead. Right. Like, and, and I think that once we get to the, and, and uh, there has to be time to get to where it's like, okay, police officers actually realize that there are actual consequences and that it's not just because this one caused a whole global uproar that this one went to jail. Like, no, it's literally because he just killed somebody. Like, so let's make sure that the reason why uh, this officer went to jail is not because of this global uproar, but because of what he did was wrong. We need to see that that's the case first before I feel some type of relief. Because if the next one doesn't cause some type of global uproar, if the next one doesn't have a video of somebody suffering and losing their lives for nine minutes and 40 something odd seconds, are we going to still see this level of accountability? And if that's not the case, then I don't know what I can really be getting excited about. I will... Uh, you know revel in the fact that there was some sort of accountability but i'm not gonna call it justice just yet because i mean yeah i i just don't know that we're all the way there yet so yeah like this feels like the like judicial equivalent of companies knee-jerk reactions mm, mm-hmm, to the protest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what this feels like for me in the yeah. same way that it was like I don't really think you really care <laughs> and you're not changing your brand or you're not making these shifts or changes because you actually find them problematic. You don't want to be canceled and you don't want to be deemed problematic. So you're just kind of riding the wave of the moment. This feels like that yeah. just on another platform yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. I just want to, shout out because a part of my thought was just all the things that could have gone wrong to not even get to this point you know the DA that actually mm-hmm. took over from the previous DA mm-hmm. and actually you know brought charges and then the young lady what Dar- Darniella Frazier um, she's like 17 the or 18 seven, years yeah. old mm-hmm. that recorded the video mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how young she was 
and then I never really sat and thought about I I thought about the the idea of if there was never a video this would never have gotten to this point but I never thought about who was recording the video mm-hmm. and the implications of that act and even the 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 trigger in her to say I need to record this like there's just so much that's problematic about this entire situation to get to the point that we are but I'm I'm grateful that we had a DA that stepped in and said we're going to make charges and I'm grateful that Darnell Darnella picked up her phone and recorded this the entirety of it because she single-handedly changed the course of this situation to get to the point that we are at but um yeah and I mean to y'all point um when the verdict was getting read out apparently a young lady Micaiah Bryant was actually gunned down in what Columbus Ohio Mm -hmm. and I saw that and I immediately checked out like I got off social media aside from our um podcast page and I was just kind of like the same thoughts you are having like what is it gonna take for this to not be this recurring thing and cops aren't just coming on the scene and just shooting folks down like and we're not having to watch this and we're not having to have video proof to justify why this was wrong and fight for the rights and flood the streets like what is it gonna take like it's just it gets to a point where it's just kind of like man this is very exhausting trying to look at it from uh, a certain perspective and fig- trying to figure out okay how do I need to view it and where does my hope need to lie in terms of seeing ultimate justice outside Jesus. of the framework of yeah outside of the framework of earth like mm-hmm. I think that's the place on that it's if I'm looking to the judicial system if I'm looking to people if I'm looking to this world to bring about justice I'm going to be this this you know disappointed and jaded and all the other things. So I have to look at things from a different perspective than this eternal thing of Jesus, you bring ultimate justice. And then within that framework, look at life because it's a lot. It's a lot. And I completely agree with that. But I also want to say that I don't think that that negates accountability here on earth. Yes. So mm-hmm. I yes. think that that is all too, not at all saying that that's what you're doing. Cause I don't yeah. think that you feel that way just based on conversations we've had. But I think all too often the argument is used by people in a way to say, well, you know, let's just forgive him and move on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, no, like there, there are consequences to sin. Yeah. I mean like that, that's not okay. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I just want to put that. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, speaking of those people that you referred to, I know, uh, so on my social media, I saw a lot of people who were, you know, celebratory, understood that, you know, this this is only one step in the direct in the right direction. But I had quite a, I saw quite a few responses of people who did not agree with the verdict. Even after a video that started a worldwide riot in March, and I was still shocked by this, y'all. It may have just been me. I should have still... Ex- I expected some people. But to see the number of people who were like, no, he was overdosed. No, he was went into cardiac arrest. No, like falling into all the bull that the defense tried to put that didn't even connect. And say that this man, like, he, he should not have been convicted. He was not guilty. He was a drug user 
He was, he deserved what he got. And the main people, the main people are our conservative Christian brothers and sisters. <laughs> were these, so were these people that were like t- uh, taken to the streets last year when everybody wanted to have something? Or were these people, were these like people that were like, nah, all that's not necessary. Y'all causing dissension and let's all just get along. It like was a I'm interested to know what side they was on last year when people was protesting <laughs> and then what side they were the And that's a valid point. Some of them, some of them were uh they were just like, yeah, y'all, you know, oh my god, this is anti-Christ. Why are you okay, so Yeah, I ain't surprised they feel that way. But it was some people that I thought that that, that had me that I had to go back and look at their profiles and I was I could have sworn a black square. I remember seeing a black square on your page and I went back and that square was there. But then um, I I was telling uh, Kiki and I told Drea too, I went to Maverick City Music's page. We talked about Maverick City Music a while back and like I I made sure I played, just had them playing in the background. I wanted to get them all the streams I could. (laughs) Because because they posted a picture of uh, George Floyd and his daughter and quoted scripture about justice. Y'all, the people in these comments went in. Like, I spent way too long reading through those comments in shop. A whole bunch of unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. But a whole lot of them. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I made sure I'm streaming everything. And when, you know, when, when y'all get it together, we can, I'm going to come see y'all. You know, that may be 2022. We'll see what's going on. Um, <laughs> But y'all, people were like defending the foolishness to the utmost, like to a level that's incomprehensible to me. We literally, there is a video of this man on this man's neck, and you still, he he still didn't kill him? I was shocked. Did y'all see some of this? Were y'all shocked? Probably not, but. No, you sent it to me and I ain't read it. I said I can't read it. Because <laughs> I already know, because I remember last summer when they posted stuff and the, yeah. and then they posted some of the stuff that people were sending them in ADM yeah. and I read some of it on the podcast last year. No, I, I, I was like, no thanks. Can't read that. Yeah, I think I, I actually, Camille, when you told me earlier, I didn't realize I saw the post and then I think I saw Chandler Moore say because somebody was just like stick to music or something mm-hmm. Chandler Moore was like you can unfollow us we're not your karaoke machine or something like that and when I saw that I was like mm-hmm. oh yeah I need to go on this slide on out of here because I I just like I told you earlier I don't think that's normal that's not normal like it is not normal of a person to see somebody get killed for almost 10 minutes them begging for their lives and then you gonna sit back and say nah, that man died from an overdose or he died from, like, what? Like, no, no, it's not normal. And I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to them people's faith, but it's why. That's just the most absurd thing. But I think it is normal. I think it is normal when you look at, because it's crazy because I was thinking about this, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I was thinking about how desensitized you can become as a person to seeing someone die and like 
is happening to us in this generation from seeing people die, be recorded and posted on social media. But when you think about the fact that people were lynched by mobs who like stood around and watched and cheered and took photos Mm. and like, there is no outcry for the fact that this is a human being, but rather you're finding a way to justify it because this is the norm of the reality that you're living. And it's the same way in medieval times when people would like watch, they would go watch people be beheaded. Mm-hmm. And even in like the Middle East, people being beheaded, even now is like a thing. And it's, you can become so desensitized to it that you find a way to justify it in your mind. And it has happened historically over years. And even, even back in biblical times, like, and even like stonings, like Mm -hmm. that was a public spectacle. So this is the, this is the modern day version of that. Just like watching people, you can watch someone die and be desensitized to it to the point that you find a way to justify it in your mind. Yeah, that's true. Especially when you don't believe that they're human or worthy of life. Yeah, not believing that they're human and also the fact that it, that this particular person's death or any for any like encounter with the a, a fatal encounter with the police that involves a black person that's unarmed and then you have the the vocal outcry that follows it that challenges the status quo that they are a part of and that they have some sort of um hold on like they they are holding mm-hmm. on to the status quo and if you shake that up right yeah then they don't know what's to come after they have been and their families for generations have invested in this notion that they will always be on top and any challenge that comes to that especially when you're talking about one that happened on a global scale that's scary and so in order to prevent this from having this sort of global um impact and change on the status quo Let's figure out a way to find out or let's look for something. The fact that he was a criminal, he's nowhere a good person. Like his, I mean, all he had to do was comply and all of this shit. Like it's just it finding a way to justify his death so that you can maintain and still feel comfortable within the status quo like and then even like Camille mentioned and alluded to like some of the defense and what some of these people are arguing on social media like the fact that he was on drugs the fact that he was pinned down the man told the officer told him well if you're talking then you're breathing they had a the the prosecution had a pulmonologist come on and basically explain breathing to the jury <laughs> like yeah. to make sure that you understand that like no just because he's talking doesn't necessarily mean that he's breathing he had his hands behind yeah. his back and what that does to your lung and the 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 spacing of the or the expanding of the lungs and then being pressed against pavement how that affects his breathing and how he actually could not breathe then the defense also argued another like spaghetti noodle that they tried to throw to the wall and make it stick was that the man died from inhaling carbon monoxide from the tailpipe of the police cruiser. Mm-hmm. They still did. Wow. Like, come Seriously? on. And then like people are arguing this on 
social media and honestly like quite frankly that i mean they didn't have the defense didn't have a whole lot to work with and all they can do is figure out some type of way to find some other reason as to why this man died but realistically you cannot argue against a man with some with his knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes and 40 some odd seconds like you there's no arguing with that so yes they look stupid and then also like another part that was like a nail in this officer's coffin was like obvious like the police the entirety of the police testified against him that's another thing like (laughs) the police chief testified against him it was some other officers that testified against him and quite frankly it was quite obvious that he did not have the support of the police union because of his defense counsel it that looked like he had no money to hire no defense counsel because that that dude was terrible and he didn't even have a team he was he was solo dolo out here like oh wow so like the defense the, the uh the, the police union ain't oh. even paying for this man's defense i would assume because they need to get their money back if they did so um yeah it just i mean this is a very 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 unique case and that's why like what drea said earlier i'm not like holding my breath like I, I want to see and make sure that this is something that is going to be a habitual thing like are we going to continue to have accountability because this is a very very unique situation so that man was talking about baking cookies though when he started talking about the ingredients of cookies i was like oh man this is really really <laughs> bad he was just like when he was talking he was trying to get them to uh, say your perspective matters and what angle you saw it is is how you interpret what happened. And the, the prosecution came back cold though. But he was just like, yeah, like just like if you need um, flour and sugar, you need all of these ingredients to make a good cookie. If you don't have all the ingredients, you won't have a good cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and the defense came and he was just like, this seventeen year old girl saw this man die. Like he was just like, this man is. You're you're talking about everything else besides the fact that this man is dead and yep. he is responsible for it. Yeah, that defense. I was like, oh, I hope. I was like, where they find him at? Is this his cousin? It was real bad. Yeah. Wow. For me, it was when the when the prosecution zoomed in on his toe. I was like. <laughs> His toe was off the ground. The yep. full the weight full, of his yep. body was on this mm-hmm. man's neck. Like zoomed in on the toe. You see, mm-hmm. the toe, there is a space between and there is the ground. I was like, oh, well, homie, it looked like it's a wrap for you, brother. <laughs> what did you say to that? Yeah. And then, honestly, like I, the prosecution could have ended. Like closing arguments, they did a good job on closing arguments, but closing arguments could have literally been nine minutes and 42 seconds however long of silence this is how long that man was on because that is a long time time. this is how long long that man's knee was on george floyd's neck like and then sit back down over convicted no don't even got to go back to the jury room it's over like what are you doing Man, and how in the world do you not have a tainted jury pool in a case like this? Like that's impossible. Yeah, yeah literally impossible. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, you, I, who, 
You yeah. had to have been living in a bunker to not know about George Floyd and not have seen anything related to this case prior to now. Yeah. But I was surprised that it went to trial so fast. Yeah, yeah this this was, this was quite quick. Um, and, and and also people have been arguing too about the, the lack of uh, sequestration of the, the jurors. Like they weren't mm-hmm. sequestered until deliberations. Like during deliberations, they were sequestered. But... Um, one that's kind of rare and two it's like like drea said like who who did not know about george like i mean i don't i don't know where you go to get a jury pool that had no idea about what's going on like i don't i don't know so yeah rough tough tough time she said? <laughs> she said, I think even the Amish community knew. <laughs> that is so tough. I mean, for real, because you know, they be going into town for something. They do. You know, they do. They do. It's so funny, but I actually think there were Amish people because there was like a protest that had like Native Americans, and I feel like there was one that had yeah, a few was. Amish there people. There was like an Amish protest. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the of that is so funny to me. <laughs> man, yeah, I I don't know, but. Mm. Yeah. Any 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 other thoughts? I'm just very I wonder how the rest of the officers who are going on trial together mm-hmm. with August, mm-hmm. I wonder how they feel. I wonder if they're kind of like, well, they got their scapegoat, so there won't be as much attention on us, so maybe we'll get off. Or I wonder if they like, dang, they convicted him. They're probably we'll chance. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm very interested to know, like how they feeling right now, how that trial is gonna go. My guess is they're spiritless. I mean, it's not gonna get nearly as much attention. Oh no! Like no. And without the attention, we have said that this probably would not have gone the way that it did. So yeah. I would think that that would greatly work in their favor. And also, they not the ones. On camera with their knee and the full weight of their body on this man's knee. Yeah. So. yeah. I would like to end on a lighter note because, my God, we just spent 40 minutes talking about heavy stuff. So, on a lighter note, LeVar Burton has been scheduled to be a guest host on Jeopardy. So, shout out to all those people who signed the petitions and was, you know, cheering for him. I was not one of them, but I am glad. Oh, that wow. This... You didn't want LeVar Burton? No, I didn't sign the petition. Oh, I did. I I know. I'm sure. I'm not surprised. Um, (laughs) You probably started it. (laughs) But I am totally for it. I actually wasn't a reading Rainbow Kid. Like, I don't really remember watching him. But I am 100% in support of him being a guest host. And then maybe that launches him to permanence being the permanent host. I'm here for it, but I just want to say that that's a light note. We can wrap it up. Yeah, I had a story about that a few weeks ago, but I I think we ran out of time. I didn't share it. That so first there was a story that there was a petition because people wanted him to be the host. Then like some weeks later, he actually shared the petition and was like, yeah, like this would be great. So he was putting it out there that this isn't just the fans, but like, I'm here for this too. Huh. I'll totally be on board if this happened. Um, 
And so now, hey, he's getting a guest spot. So I hope he kill it. Because, I mean, if he crash and burn, then that's it. But, you know, I hope he does well. <laughs> this is here. Team Jordy LaForge. But, you know. All right, guys. Well, that is all we have this week. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.